Greetings from Los Angeles. This is to live and try in LA. Hold on. <laughs> All right. I came in like a wrecking ball, and I don't know if it just came in like a wrecking ball. Yeah, exactly. So, come to all our listeners. May the fourth be with you. Happy Cinco de Cuatro. Uh, I I always like to joke that the, all the Catholics you can all tell uh, the Star Wars fans who grew up Catholic when they reply, and also with you. <laughs> I you know as a full on atheist, I hate that that's still in my head though. It's like it's still there. My brain it still ticks like that. Like, yeah, well, well, yeah, because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because, yeah, you know, you're Lutheran, so it's like, you know, you're the heathen Catholics. <laughs> we got a lot of problems with you people. We're going to put them on this door. That seems to be the kind of the passive aggressive thing. It's like, hey, man, I got problems with you guys, but I'm just going to put them on this note and I'm going to walk away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the people who, who are upset at people parking terribly and then they put a little note on their uh, windshield. It's just like, hey, man, you're a jerk for how you park. Park correctly. Park. Stop taking up two <laughs> spots, jerks. We are broadcasting. Oh, sorry, broadcasting. We're recording <laughs> as three, two. We are recording as the writer's strike is raging and reverberating outside of Hollywood and out into just the ether and the world at large. That's uh, actually probably why our uh, start off is so rocky is because we don't, our writers, they're on strike. There's nothing we can do about it. Tyler, please. You you think you think anyone believes that we write anything down ahead of time when we record this shit? Shh. <laughs> That's the magic. <laughs> the, the magic is our slipshod operation. That's what it is. We write it so that it comes off all whimsical and quippy. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's why. It's like the, the imperfections make us relatable. It's like, oh, these guys know what they're talking about. They're not they're not scamming me with sponsored content. Joke's on you. We don't have sponsors. so Exactly. But we would like some, so please send them our way. And now that you're not spending all that money on TV shows, come on. Come on, right here. This is episode 68, so stay tuned for the next one. You know why. We're going to turn this shit around. The writer's strike is happening, and already there's some shows that have been uh, put on hold. Well, right away, all the late night shows, suspended production. There's no uh, Saturday Night Live is pretty much done for the rest of the year. Abbott Elementary closed their writers' room, so there's no new no new scripts being written. Cobra Kai, their writers' room is closed, so no final season scripts are being written. And of course, House of the Dragon. Oh yeah, the Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no production. That show was there. No production going forward because there are no scripts. No one's writing. Everyone's picketing, and studios are gonna be like, "Uh, th- I can't believe these writers won't take the meager crumbs we're offering them that they can barely live off of." Oh, what's that? Uh, we earned another sixty billion, sixty million dollars in bonuses and and uh, stock options. Yeah, yeah. That's the crazy thing. It's like the the CEO is always pulling so much money. Like an ungodly amount of money. And then everybody else is just like these little fucking crumbs just trying to get by. You know, they they side with those people and they say like, oh, nobody wants to work anymore. Just doing a cursory look at Twitter and you get stories of writers who just have these insane situations because of the low money they're getting paid. Uh, one writer uh, got rejected for a job at Target at the same time that they heard they were being nominated for an Emmy. 
Oh my God. How weird is that? How weird is that that you could be nominated for an Emmy for writing an amazing show and you're just like, well, it doesn't really pay the bill, so I got to get this job at Target. But you say he got turned down from Target. How do you not get the job at Target? They're just like, oh, you write for cable? No, if you were a writer for Young Sheldon, then we'll accept you. Oh, God. People (laughs) at Target have bad taste. It's interesting seeing the difference from The Last Strike which was back in 2008. And this new one, first off, because of social media becoming much, a much bigger thing, especially live video uh, on social media, making it so much easier to see you know, all the writers uh, uh, picketing, all the different studios. They're all across Los Angeles, whether you have uh, people marching by the Netflix building close to Hollywood. You have the Sony building in Culver City. You have Warner Brothers in the Valley and uh, um, Universal also in the Valley. And then uh, I think you have Paramount, which is like in uh, Sunset Gower. Yeah. Yeah. You have all the bases covered. On top of that, every one of the writers could be broadcasting or Instagram living or just anything that can, you know, show uh, what's going on 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 the ground and also what they're what they're fighting for. Maybe they should write it out. <laughs> now, uh, that, they've been really good about trying to get their message out there. I know I've seen Adam Conover keep popping up on all these different uh, podcasts and interviews talking about what the demands are, what the story is, uh, trying to be as transparent about the process. It's been really interesting to kind of watch that. Yeah, I just saw Adam Conover recently because a really popular Twitch streamer, Hasanabi, uh, Hassan Piker, who is a famous leftist politics streamer on Twitch. He used to be on the Young Turks but now he has a massive audience on Twitch. And then also that filters down, the content filters down. And so you see YouTube clips of Hassan talking about different stuff on the news. He actually was out protesting at Netflix with Adam Conover. And even he bought all the Strikers pizza. Oh, fantastic. $500 worth of pizza. And I was like, holy shit, that buys a lot of pizza. Actually, I think I saw uh, a thing about Jay Leno went out there, delivered some donuts. Exactly. Yeah, everyone's doing their part, and especially again with with the way social media working now, as back then, uh, so many different writers and creators and actors, and everyone's just trying to get the word out. You see Quinta Brunson, the star and showrunner of Abbott Elementary, she's out there on the picket lines. Uh, so is uh, Bowen Yang in New York. Good for them. There's uh, diff- so many different stars and uh, people just all across the industry just, you know, fighting for support. I mean, it's going to take a while because it seems like the studios are not going to budge and they're trying to say, well, streaming just sucks. And, you know, we're not making money off of it. And that may be true. But also, you're throwing a bunch of money at it. So, I mean, yeah, it's one thing to say, like, yeah, we're not getting a lot of money in return. But to say, hey, can you guys work for Peanuts while we're trying to find out how to make money off of this? That seems a little disingenuous. I mean, most, if not all of, you know, tech startups and, you know, anyone who's trying to develop an app or set up a new platform or anything like that. You would not like they would not 
be in a situation where they're like, hey, we're going to charge you a day rate and uh, maybe yeah. you'll get fired soon. Like, no, no. They give you big compensation packages and like, here we go. We're going to hit these targets and either we go bust or we become billionaires. It's just, you know, it's so weird. Over the last couple of decades, we've just had so many like businesses in different industries all pop up and they've just been losing money year after year after year. But they're just... They're they're considered having so much potential that you know their stock prices keep going up and up and up, but they just lose money. Like you know, Netflix wasn't profitable for like fifteen years. It, it, all these companies just cannot turn a profit, but everybody supports them. And it's like it'd be one thing if everybody was kind of like in the shit together trying to make these companies work, but when you have CEOs ending the year making millions and millions of dollars, like hundreds of million dollars. It's hard to really say that it's the company that's failing. It's these CEOs are just draining everything. Like maybe streaming could work if it wasn't for the CEO that's taking more than their share. And uh, a lot of them will say like, oh, well, we have to make sure that the stock price goes up and, you know, stock no, they buybacks don't. That's and, all bullshit. and laying people off. And it's all just tactics to keep the stock price up rather than to actually produce you know, a viable business plan. Uh, we'll see how long this takes because if anything, everyone just keeps bringing about like the last strike and how much that hurt the economy because, you know, when writers stop writing, you know, there's no production. So that means there's no, uh, restaurants aren't full. Uh, you don't have people having power lunches or getting dry cleaning. They mentioned dry cleaners a lot in the news, which, really? yeah. And, uh, <laughs> And look, look, I'm not, I'm not, you know, denigrating, you know, a dry cleaner. It, it's just like one of the weird businesses that you don't think about yeah. as being that connected to Hollywood until, you know, just like, oh yeah, everyone needs to get like a, a suit or a dress dry clean for this or that. And nah, you don't need your suits. Fuck off. But all these people are going to be hurting. And especially since we just came out of the pandemic and just when things were, were ramping up, you know, in earnest, like mm -hmm. everyone's like, oh, yeah, we're back. And it turns out, oh, we're uh, not yet. Not yet. We're not <laughs> until we get these writers paid. We were almost back, but the paycheck wasn't back. So we need a few more minutes. The one specter that's been haunting, you know, this strike from the last strike is heroes. Now, <laughs> if for those of you who don't remember, for, for those Zoomers out there, uh, Heroes was a television series on NBC, probably one of the best superhero shows ever. The only reason people took a chance on superhero TV shows was because of Heroes and how season one was so amazing. It was just so well written. It made Vi Milo Ventimiglia big before This Is Us. Oh, yeah. Zachary Quinto and uh, Hayden Panettiere, all of them had careers after that. Well, Hayden probably like uh, a little bit to a lesser degree just because she ended up getting hooked on uh, alcohol and drugs. But That will hurt. Yeah, that will hurt your chances. But yeah, Zachary Quinto, I mean, just amazing. He was in movies. He's been doing a lot of stuff with um, Ryan Murphy, like from yeah, American Horror Story. And American Horror stuff. Story. He was Spock. In the, uh, Star, in the Trek Star Trek movies. movies. I wonder when they were going to make another one. Well, they're not going to make another one for some time now because it's all that stuff. And now because of the strike, I'm pretty sure you're not going to get another Avatar movie until 
uh, 20 years. <laughs> yeah, I can, I'm okay with that one. I'm, It'll be 20 I'm years until that. the next Avatar sequel. So, so yeah, it's it's going to create ripples. And yeah, and with Heroes, season one was amazing. And everyone had hopes for season two until the writer strike hit. And because the writer strike hit, they had to kind of just like slapdash a finale to season two, which didn't really make a lot of sense and kind of let uh, left a lot of loose threads that just kind of sat there. It was really bad. And then when season three came around, uh, it, it was just the show wasn't the same. I mean, granted, some people were saying like, yeah, the premise of, you know, Peter Petrelli's character just being so, so overpowered or so yeah. super powered because he could kind of copy other heroes' powers. But there didn't seem to be like a permanent time limit. So they kind of added a time limit, uh, how long you could copy their powers. But yeah, it's it, it, it was kind of a mess. And the show never recovered. They tried season four, tried to fix some stuff. I mean, they, they basically tried to kind of like revamp the show and reset some of the stakes, but that didn't work. And then they did the reboot called Heroes Reborn, but it just seemed like a lot of, oh, we're going to just have like the really big characters kind of like around, but yeah, it's it was the bad. new heroes. The, uh, it, it was enough where like I just saw the first episode and I was like, uh, I'm not interested in this. It was it was sad because that show died a really slow, sad death. It started off so strong. I was super late to the game and watching it because I already knew all of the drama behind it before I ever went back to it. So I, I went in knowing it was going to get terrible. But damn, that first season really was good. You know what else was a, a good superhero show that nobody ever fucking watched? Uh, Misfits. Yeah, but wasn't that a British show? It was a British show, but it's on Hulu, and everybody should watch at least like the first three seasons. You know, I think I heard of Misfits, but that was the thing. It, it was on like BBC America, Something and like for that, some yeah. reason, it's like yeah, like that package was like you had to get like the 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 expensive hoity-toity package to get BBC America. Ooh, you should be able to find it on Hulu now. So I, I fully recommend the first three seasons because then it comes down to like a, a fairly solid conclusion. But then there's like another two seasons, which are fun, but... I don't know. You want me to watch an old show? It's like, Dude, why, why would this be a time for that? Uh, you remember Ramsey Bolton from Game of Thrones? So that actor's in it in a very different role. He's awkward and shy. It's really crazy to see the, the difference between the two. <laughs> like, I'm going to put it on the list. Actually, hey, <laughs> now that now that the writer's strike is happening, you can actually take care of that list you quote unquote have and that you actually knock stuff out of. I could do that. Or I could rewatch Misfits. I might just do that. No, 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 no. This is the this is the perfect time for you to start watching Euphoria. The seasons are really short. Or and or Succession. It's funny, since it's still gonna end. Oh, it's also got that guy who plays Klaus on the Academy, uh, the Umbrella Academy. He's on it. He's hilarious. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh my god. No. Oh my god. So Umbrella Academy is gonna be delayed. Also, god damn it. Mm-hmm. Ah, but it's okay. You it's, can just go watch Misfits. You, you know, you know when when this whole writer strike became real for me, 
is when I was like, oh man, it's like, this is going to suck. And then I thought, ah, but it's okay. And then I was like, yeah, I could still watch Succession and Barry. And then last week to, oh shit, there's no last week tonight. Damn. <laughs> it's like, yeah, John Oliver's not going to be there to explain shit for you. Like, God damn. I'm not going to know what's going on in the world anymore. Oh my God. This is this. I was like, Oh, now the fucking fight has come to your doorstep. Like, (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) It's that realization, like how far removed we've been from all this. And it's like, Oh yeah. Now there's no last week tonight. Cause last week tonight didn't exist back in, uh, back in the first writer strike. That's true. Well, maybe we'll do that this week. Let's go find, uh, some people marching and we'll go march with them. Yeah, that's true. You can uh, show your support out there in Los Angeles. You know, you see the writers protesting, you know, honk the horns, uh, show your support. You can even help out with uh, just the march, just walking around with picket signs. I think I think they're cool with that. Yeah. More people yeah. show more force, show more show force. Show Absolutely. Support. No, the, the more the merrier. You don't have to flash your writers guild badge to get into the march. I want one, though. <laughs> you gotta go how write about, some shit man how, how about well i can't write right now I mean, because now. yeah you know how how about if that's how i break into the you know into the entertainment industry i'm just like i'm supporting y'all scab. and then also just, no 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 i'm i'm a, i'm gonna embed with them embed with the 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 protesters it's not a bad move and uh and just you know make connections and then out and then when all this happens the, i'm gonna be like hey hey remember remember rudy who got you that pizza remember rudy <laughs> who uh helped carry that sign it's like hey, start marching about, alongside um, somebody how hey, about a writing you read my script <laughs> it's like what am i doing wrong here it's like ah oh, man you got like here here's 20 bucks uh help me punch up the script <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, 20 bucks? I can help punch up a page. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be a while, so settle in, kids. Uh, there's going to be a ton of reality shows, and we don't have Conan O'Brien to like spin his wedding ring to entertain people. That That's that's the one uh, clip that's been going viral on YouTube and all the different social media uh, websites is uh, Conan O'Brien during like during the latter half of the um of the strike uh he brought the show back but that was just so you know other people from the crew can kind of like make money but he didn't like write any monologue jokes it was just they were just find funny ways to kill time and one of them was let's see how long it'll take to spin his wedding ring and you know if they can beat the record So. I totally don't remember this. I'll have to look it up. That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, at one point he even brought in uh, a scientist who explained kind of just like the all the different ways he could kind of um, you know beat the record, which is uh, yeah, you know you want uh, a surface with like you know less friction. So <laughs> they kind of got this little like I don't know this like particle board looking thing where he spun his ring and he beat his own record and they're like yeah everyone was cheering. That's so fucking silly. But this is what this is what TV got to. And it's just a reminder that, yeah, things are going to get bad, people. Things are going to get bad. And, yeah, everyone's like, oh, well, I have my reality TV. It's like, you know, you leave kids alone and then you're just like, oh, we got pizza. It's like, yeah, pizza. We're not going to get sick of pizza. You're going to get sick of pizza. You yeah. get a long enough timeline. You're going to get sick of pizza. And 
once you find out there's nothing else, you're going to be run into the hills. I'm just like, God damn it. Uh, studios are saying that they're already looking to buy up um, some uh, foreign properties so that they can kind of just like re-air it. So oh, just, okay. they're going to have new content that way. So basically TV shows from other countries, they're going to just either uh, translate or and redub or just or maybe it's just going to be British TV shows. So they can have British TV shows and buy some stuff and air that. You mean British shows like Misfits? You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you son We're of a bitch. Back. So yeah, it's going to be, so for some people are going to be like, yeah, we'll find a way. But after a while, you're going to be like, oh, I wonder when they're going to bring back House of the Dragon. Oh, wait, a writer? Wait, they're, they were writing that before all this nonsense? I'm like, oh. That's going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Because some people are going to be like, I need last week tonight to come back. I need. <laughs> you know what's so I need sad, though? Young Sheldon to come back. There are going to be people out there who's going to be like, I need young Sheldon to come back. Nobody and that's when Sheldon. fucking, that's when things are going to change. Absolutely no need for young Sheldon. I don't think hey, that show hey, actually has writers. Hey, hey, you know, we complain, but, you know, majority of the country still watches uh, network TV. Like, it's terrible, but, you know, people are watching it. They have no taste. <laughs> or they have no choice. Remember, they don't have cable wherever they are. At that point, they might as well just go outside. Yeah, the outside. You're going to get bored of that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Video games. Yeah. There's always video games. Wait, someone writes those too? Oh my god, what? Shit. <laughs> yeah, no Last of Us. How about that? Last of Us Part 3? <laughs> Actually, fuck, I still need to play number two. Ah, oh, I have so many games to catch up on. While we speak of doom and gloom, let's uh, focus on some of the stuff that we've seen recently. All the good stuff. Oh yeah, just uh, we did our pop culture homework. One of the movies we saw was uh let's let's talk about uh, evil dead rise evil dead now i am not a fan of the evil dead series and that's not like i hate it i just i have not seen any films of that genre i know i am aware that bruce campbell is in them ladies and gentlemen you need to understand i i walked into this movie so pumped and then i sat down and realized that the three people i was with had not seen a single Evil Dead movie. Yeah. How? Hey, man, I was there to support you because you were so stoked about this movie and yet have found no one to kind of just like go with you on that evening. So I was like, oh, I'll go. I'll check it out. Yeah, I was texting with some people, though. Like, it's so good. So good. Yeah, it was intense. Just the brutal, just creative God, way so where brutal. just like people getting uh, the, the cheese grater thing was like gross. Ah. Oh. You know, the cheese grater was gnarly, but it wasn't as bad as I expected because it's it's very brief. It's like you see it, you know it's coming, it happens, and then it's over. You're like, okay, cool. Yeah. A little bit happens because that's, that's how you save money too. It's like you don't go all the way, all the way because then you have to like actually like, yeah, do the thing. and True, true. As as long as people get a get a or get a feel for it and then just you cut away, then it's just like, ah, oh, that your the brain does the rest. I, I will say one of the hallmarks of like the original Evil Dead is trying to get away with doing very little or like how can we, you know, make this creative and interesting while saving money, which leads to like one of my favorite bits in this one, which is the whole there's like a few minutes where you're just looking through the peephole in the door 
to see all of the chaos happening in the hallway of people walking back and forth and getting killed. And it's hilarious. Fucking loved it. Yeah, there was a uh, one funny bit where a guy with a shotgun tries to shoot uh, the possessed woman. And I'm like, bro, you can't kill the devil with guns. That's well, literally the one weapon that won't work. I don't know. Like, that's that's See, that's the problem. You haven't seen the Evil Dead. Shotguns are a staple of the series. <laughs> Everybody uses a shotgun. That and a chainsaw. I mean, look, a chainsaw, different, very effective. <laughs> shotgun, uh, you know, like, yeah, you know, maybe you can pump up a couple of them, but then, you know, they get they get close enough to you or you run out of bullets, you're done. That's it. Oh, That's it. Chainsaw don't run out of no bullets. It might run out of gas, though. But yeah, no, there's so many things in this movie that were wonderful nods to previous Evil Dead movies and also nods to just other horror movies in general. Like the the elevator full of blood was phenomenal. Very well executed <laughs> uh, nod to The Shining. Of course, of course. This one and the previous one, the 2013 Evil Dead, were, they're just so much more brutal than the originals. But they're, they keep, somehow there's, the spirit is still there. I love it. They're so good. I, I will give kudos to the cast that plays the family, the, the main family in this movie. Uh, both the, the sisters, the two sisters, who uh-huh. you know, the main character, and then the, uh, uh, her sister with, you know, who has the family. Like, both did incredible jobs in this role. Uh, the little girl. <laughs> it's like the most adorable sweetest blondest little girl that they could have <laughs> she's like super blonde and super adorable uh, like oh you know she's scared and screaming like ah, oh, yeah okay that's fine like i get it but also um the other daughter you know the very you know rational well-meaning one who gets screwed over because her Dumbass dickhead brother had to Yo. summon the devil. And it's like it, <laughs> it was like to. Well, I don't know. I, I related to her because I was like, of course my brother would summon the devil and then I get killed for it. It's like, <laughs> oh fuck you. It's <laughs> like I, I would feel like, yeah, if if a horror movie actually happened like that, that that's how I'd I would go out. I would be the smart one to realize what a bad idea all this is and yet still end up getting killed because my brother wouldn't realize what he was doing. It's my favorite horror movie trope, really. Yeah, it's like she was the smart one. She was reasonable. She told him to fucking not have that book. And what happens? She ends up getting freaking possessed by the devil and dying, of course. Yay. They beat the shit out of her. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, fuck that. It was like... Sorry if this is spoilers. I mean, I didn't elaborate when this happens, how or whatever. So I don't know. If you're upset, that's kind of on you, but whatever. That's the thing. You know, if you're a fan of the Evil Dead series, you know, you've already seen this movie. If you're not a fan, then you you won't care. Everybody that's going to see the movie between now and forever, those are people uh, who are watching it for the second and third time. Uh, and also, I think the movie's been out for a while now, so it has. Yeah, they, they, they say yes. I think we're clear of spoilers, anyway. But the other fun thing about it was we caught that opening weekend with a a large audience, so they were also reacting, making it way more fun. Just some of the reactions, just some of the some of the horrible stuff that was happening, just bones breaking, and and then hearing fifty people go ooh. 
Nah, it's uh, yeah, like I said, horror movies usually aren't my cup of tea. Not that I'm like squeamish or anything. It just sometimes the story can be a little dull. But this this movie was definitely not dull. I mean, yeah, a lot of horror movies are you know it's very straight, you know, simple storyline, and it's more about the characters and the creativity involved. Uh, and once they have like complex stories, that's when most people check out because. It's unnecessarily convoluted. Yeah. Well, nothing too elaborate, you know. Um, uh, one of my favorite horror movies, you know, just recently was uh, Pearl, which was oh. a sequel to X, which was also a great horror movie. And but we got another it, one coming up soon. Yay! Yeah. Uh, yes, that's right. Uh, they Just recently, they released a few images from the, the final- Maxine, yeah, it's a photo of Mia Goth and Halsey, like walking down L.A. like the '80s L.A. street. So it, it it just looks really good. I'm excited. I Pearl was just an amazing, just well written. It's such a well written, not just straight horror movie, but also psychologically horror movie. Yes, which I think mostly. I think it is mostly a psychological horror. Yeah, it gets a little but, gruesome, but you know, it's all about the character and the like the sociopathy or whatever. She's just nutty, and it's amazing. And, and me that, and God that just monologue. kills it. Oh, that monologue! That monologue at the end of Pearl, I was like, Jesus Christ, she is amazing. How do you make me feel for this psycho nutso nutbag character? I loved it. Phenomenal. It was like, holy shit, she had pathos. And it's like, oh, man. So like after that, it was like, okay, Mia Goth is for real. All right. She's she's a for real actress with a capital A because, goddamn, that scene, that monologue was amazing. Yes. So, yeah, so that's why I'm like, I'm in on Maxine, like, already. Like, she was great in X, but, yeah, Pearl, she knocked it out of the park. And so now, like, if Maxine is just half as good as Pearl, it's like this trilogy is just going to be the the horror movie trilogy. I can't wait. Yay! So, uh, let's see. We also saw Sisu, which I know Sisu. you were talking about so much. Yeah, this one was so much fun because, like, I got to watch this for work before it come out, but then couldn't officially like say things about it other than it's fucking awesome. Uh, so now that it's out and other people are seeing it and it's getting like really good run tomato score and everything. Oh, it's so good. So much fun. Yeah. It has, um, there's some motifs that are kind of borrowed from like, a you know, Quentin Tarantino, like, a like the, um, the, the title cards for all the different chapters seemed a little like, yeah, it's got like a vaguely like grindhouse, vibe to it at times but it's not over yeah the, it's not well like it's over it's the not. top but it's not you know unnecessarily just bloody for no reason it's all very consistent and awesome yeah it's kind of similar guy yeah, like you said it was similar to the grindhouse kind of aesthetic just you know this is like uh a throwback to kind of those like 70s movies where just like they're tough but it has more a more kind of careful eye. Yeah, the cinematography is really good, and like it doesn't look cheap. No, or amateur. Not at all. <laughs> just how how much story is conveyed with just such quiet moments. It is and just very sparse dialogue. So quiet 
for a movie so violent. Like, uh, like I don't even think the main character even speaks. Uh, he does not speak until the very end of the movie. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. He did speak at the end of the movie, but but yeah, the main character doesn't speak pretty much throughout the film until the end, and most of the story is conveyed by the other characters that are involved. And yeah, dialogue's very sparse. Everything's kind of just like very visual. So yeah. kind of like the. So if you if you're up for ninety minutes of killing Nazis, highly recommend it. It's well done and shot. Uh, I mean, of course, there's some ridiculous moments, but, you know, hey, you know, it's... Oh, the violence goes so overboard and so over the top as cartoonish at times, but it's all consistently like that, and I fully support it. Uh, it's so wild. Yeah, I'm on board. I yeah. I, I accept all of it. It's, it's a very cathartic movie. It's great, yeah. and it's just... It's just a one man. Just he don't fuck with his gold, man. Don't fuck He's with his gold. He's a one man death squad. I'm in. I'm, <laughs> as soon as I heard that he was a one man death squad, I was like, I'm in. I'm, I, I want to see how this plays out. And yeah, if you want to know what Sisu means, it's like go see the movie. They'll explain it. They'll explain it. It's it's a word that cannot be defined. But don't worry, they'll define it for you. They always make it a point of just like, this is a word that cannot be defined. And I'm like, okay, well, but you're still going to try though, right? Because I don't fucking know what Sisu means. It's like resilience. <laughs> but like on another level, well, the return of Barry has been kick-ass. Barry, yeah, this is the final season. And damn, if it, because the end of last season was very dark. Oh, so dark. Yeah, and, you know, and that's funny because, you know, it, it more kind of, kind of shown a mirror to the audience of just, this was an assassin, and it's like, oh, he's trying to be an actor, isn't that funny? But he's still killing people. And the fact that uh, at the end of season three, I was like, man, this show is dark. It was like, it was dark the whole time. It's like this guy made a living killing people, but just because he starts killing people you like now, yep. oh, now it's dark. And it just got darker and darker in, like, my favorite kind of way. Yeah, it did. Yeah. but there, And there's still humor. That That's the thing that's it crazy. Is. It is. It's still so humorous. Funny. It's still funny. Uh, I think my favorite part there, uh, not this last episode, but the one before it, it's the cold open, basically, the, like, the first few minutes of the start of the show before they have, the like, the big Barry title card. Guillermo del Toro is in it. The great celebrated Mexican director Guillermo <laughs> del Toro is in this. I thought it I was, was like, but I wasn't sure. Oh no, it was. Okay. It was. I remember him. Uh he does yeah, he's he's an actor. He does uh he, I know, <laughs> let's see. This isn't his first time actually appearing on a TV show to play a character. I know he was in um uh, the, uh it's always sunny in Philadelphia as Pappy McPoyle. Really? Yeah. Damn, I did not see that one. Yeah, yeah. He plays Pappy McPoyle in a case and like he has like a bird under his hat or something like that. It's like, yeah, it's it's Charlie. Charlie gets to strut his stuff as a bird lawyer, you know, his expertise in bird law. Okay, okay. Actually, you know, this would be a good time for you to watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe you've fucking knock off this like uh, pretension you have of just like oh i'm better than this show no no you're not 
Watch the show. It's amazing. <laughs> and it's coming back for a new for a new season in July. We have that to look forward to. I don't know how many episodes. Uh, hopefully they have most of them in the can. But <laughs> I hope they have like one finale episode that's just super awkward and sh- shitty as like an ode to the, the writer's strike. Ah, uh, you son of a bitch. That would be son really of- fun. And they're yeah. the kind of people that would do that. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> they just make it like super <laughs> awkward and like all the dialogue is weird and shitty and robotic. But yeah, back to Barry. Oh my God, just... Yeah, because uh, Del Toro was uh, hooking them up with uh, a couple of assassins, right? Yeah, but they were the assassins the, uh, that had podcast. That had the podcast, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the whole thing where uh, where Noho Hank kind of gets stuck with the fact that, yeah, you know, my only issue is that you know you guys they talk about the gadgets, but it's it's only audio. Like you don't have the video. Like I have. To, and then he tries to tell they're like yeah you can just click the link at, in the bottom and like you can see a video of the i of yeah, but, you know but, the gadget but they're I'm, talking if about i'm driving i'm not going to pull over just to click on the link like <laughs> he just stares <laughs> daggers at him like you know what i i'm i'll just pull over <laughs> <laughs> it's such a real conversation it's so stupid oh uh, yeah noho hank is still like the source of so much comedy this season and then Fuck, he gets super dark all of a sudden. Jesus, it's so good. Hey, man. Hey, man. This show, this show is very dark. And uh, some people were like, it's kind of like um, when uh, Daenerys kind of had her dark turn on Game of Thrones. And yeah. it's kind of like, uh, she was murdering people all the time. It's just now it's people you actually care about. So now it's like, oh, how could you do this? So, like exactly. She's been doing this the entire time. I was yeah. thinking more like uh, Walter White because like I feel like everybody it's kind of curious to see at what point do you as the audience turn on Walter White because he's got so many moments where you're like dude there's no coming back like this this is the moment where you're just you're a bad person you're a villain going forward yeah unless you're a big misogynist in which case that trap door just helps like yeah it's like it's like clearly Walter White is the good guy not his bitch of a wife and <laughs> that's oh god Look, yeah, you could yeah. hate the wife too. You could you could still hate the wife. He's the villain. She she was just kind of obnoxious. Yeah, but yeah, but it, it's kind of it's it's funny looking back at well, I mean, not really funny. Funny in yeah. an ironic sort of way of just, "Hey, remember when uh people were sending death threats to Anna Gunn because God. she was playing a character on a TV show?" Dude, every time you know? somebody sends death threats to an actor, you're like, "Yeah, you know, fucking sort yourself out remember that remember, remember when people were freaking out or just like walter white is just a good man who's murdering all these different people but she's the bitch it's just so ridiculous and, and again sometimes. it's just the whole, yeah yeah it's you gotta as long as people kind of just they need that moment to realize oh yeah we were acting real out of pocket <laughs> Yeah, and I wish it was like, oh, and then we all got better. No, no, no. People are still doing that kind of dumb shit. They just find new things to complain about. Send death threats to people for no goddamn reason. I don't know. I, I tend to think that there's maybe a small subset that kind of like learned their lesson from stuff. I mean, you know, same with like what happened to Britney and everyone was like, oh, she's crazy. And then you realize, oh, actually she was 
having a mental health emergency but our first reaction was hey look at this weirdo instead of oh somebody help her however quick shout out to craig ferguson who was there at the time going no i'm not gonna make fun of her she's clearly having problems good guy time vindicates you i mean yeah it sucks it's a sucky way to kind of go about things but eventually time will sort out who was actually right about stuff uh hence uh anyone who's kind of just like i'm a turf and i'm like really let's see how that plays 10 years from now let's see how that plays 10 years from now if you think you're a turf just stop take a moment maybe listen to somebody find out what actually is going on that kind of talk was kind of the same kind of talk back in the early aughts when they were just like i don't know if i'm comfortable with gay people getting married oh my god Remember that? Yeah. Prop 8 and all God, that stuff? Yeah. yeah. That. And then, yeah, now after time has shown, like, yep, you were you were the jerk if you thought that. The, so. Now they're getting married and nothing else has changed. They're, they're just fucking people living their lives. Oh, my God. They're fucking people? I know. <laughs> I was surprised, like, too. Consensually? <laughs> Dinah Lay is happening this, uh, kicked off this week. The Hell same yeah. week as we'd have the writer's strike and... All this other stuff. So lots of great places to go out and eat. Uh, I don't have the list in front of me. Mostly because I don't want to just have to run down a bunch of lists of like, hey, let's go to this place or that place. And then we end up going no places. <laughs> yeah. We'll save the listicle for another uh, another podcast. Actually, we should probably try and go to one of these places to for Dinale. I know we did. I know we did before. Uh, we have, one yeah. time we did. We did go to like Miss Chi in uh, Culver City. I think that's what it was. Did we? yes. What? That sounds incredibly familiar. I'm, I'm trying to remember which one it was. Yeah, it was like Asian. Uh, was it Chinese or something like that? Um, but yeah, there was like crab legs and other stuff we ate and. I don't know. I ate the crab leg and like my throat got irritated and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. And it turns out, no, it was fine. It was just my throat got irritated. That's all. Not swollen like you or anything like that. I think just something was like. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I feel like I might have skipped out on that one. Oh, you weren't there? Oh, well, then never mind. But I feel like we did something downtown <laughs> LA um, years ago for Dine LA and we got like some tacos at one spot and then next to it was another spot. The same day as, like, an art thing was going on at, like, L.A. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Downtown Nights or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm trying to remember if that was the same. uh, Yeah, that was by the same congressman that ended up getting busted uh, by the feds for racketeering. I mean, (laughs) that happens. That happens in L.A. You know, you know where that happens most is in episodes of Perry Mason, which you can watch now because you don't have anything else coming on. And Matthew Reese is amazing. And I love it because it's like you just this, you know, close to the vest noir fucking showing Los Angeles and the seedy underbelly of just, you know, very rich white people trying to determine the fates of all the people who live in the city back when, uh, back when the city was young and, uh, yeah, it's just a great show. I love, uh, Juliet Rylands. Just a great, it just, there's two seasons and second season like wrapped up a few, a few weeks ago. Watch that shit. Yeah. Be honest. I don't, I don't think Perry Mason's on my list. You son of a bitch. You better 
put Perry Mason on your list. That's a great show. It's a great show. I'll watch the trailer. See what I think. I'll watch the trailer. You gonna watch? Oh my god, dude! Speaking of trailers, uh, I don't think this is gonna be good at all. But I'm so excited to watch it whenever this comes out. They just dropped a very small teaser for the Twisted Metal TV show based on the Twisted Metal video games. I do vaguely remember that. I don't. I don't think I've seen the teaser. So it, because I guess this is going to be on Peacock. Uh, the teaser is just like Anthony Mackie getting into the car, saying a few things like, hey, we're going to get this started and turn on uh, his music, which ooh, I'm going to blank on the song, but it's a very big 90s song. Um, and then driving off and like the aesthetics of everything felt very much in tune with Twisted Metal. But by the nature of that game, I, I don't know how the fuck they're going to make a TV show out of it. It's a competition. Was the song. It was not All-Star. Shit, <laughs> what was it? Oof, I don't remember. Um, And then you get a brief look at uh, the clown, Sweet Tooth. Was it Wannabe by the Spice Girls? <laughs> I mean, you can name a bunch of songs. I'm not going to know which one it is unless what? I look it up. Was it Fast Car by Tracy Chapman? <laughs> it, uh, no, I don't think it was that. Can you imagine that? Just like it's twisted metal and then like I'm going to turn on the song. You're like, you got a fast car. You got a fast Oh, you know, you know song. what song it was? It, it was Lens, uh, Steal My Sunshine. Oh, my God. Remember that song? That was a great fucking song. <laughs> That was a great song. Most everybody <laughs> forgot about that song. Oh, my God. I did. I uh, did. I'll admit it. It was funny, though, because all the comments, everybody was disappointed that it wasn't Rob Zombie, which I totally get because the third game, the entire soundtrack is just Rob Zombie's Hellbilly Deluxe CD. Well, yeah, because at the time, that was that was the aesthetic. And they were like, yeah, we're just going to rip off Rob Zombie. But I mean, like, it was great. It was because it... it that's actually I mean, what got worked. me into Rob Zombie. It was like I played Twisted Metal three. I'm like, oh, these songs are kick ass. And yeah, I got his yeah. album, and I was like, this album, this the soundtrack is this album. Like it was just one for one. Yeah, it it you know again, if this was like a Venn diagram, those circles would overlap completely. Yeah, it was great. Um, so I you know look, it's it's a video game about vehicular destruction as a competition and then people try to get like some rewards at the end which are usually granted by this evil like almost genie type character who can grant you almost anything i don't know how that's going to translate into a narrative structure for a tv show i think it's going to be terrible and I can't wait to watch it. Sounds great. Well, if they if all the scripts are done now with the strike, it's like anything it's goes. But we'll still be here because no one writes any of this shit. Exactly. <laughs> if if you want to guess, if you want to guess at what song was in that trailer, or just maybe you saw the trailer and you want to write, tell us what song that was. Just uh, let us know at to live and trying to lay podcast on Instagram at to live and try pod on Twitter, which we're still on. Elon is not going to reassign our account because nobody wants our 
Nobody wants our name. I wonder if we can take over for NPR. Oh, those, you know, that son of a bitch. That's, uh, yeah. Fuck you, Elon. You know what? Fuck you. <laughs> and, and if you, and if you want to say something back to us, you can email us to live and trying to lay podcast at gmail.com. Jerk. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how long the strike goes. Maybe I'll grow a beard like Conan did. Get the strike beard going. I like it. Get a strike beard. Get a strike beard and then go outside and like what's this beard for so for the writers but in the meantime uh yeah stay union strong everybody union strong bye good night